Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm in product design at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I had a branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hello. Today we have the ladies of Pathis Myron. The the two of you are childhood friends yes. and designers here in New York, but you're originally from Connecticut. Right. And uh, you've worked together since 2003. And your I feel like your style is is pretty contemporary. Um, I mean, you you mix in antiques, and and I know you you love bringing lots of different things together. But I feel like it, there there are a lot of things about it that are um, contemporary, but then it, it's also warm. So I, I'm excited to talk to you about that. And thanks for coming. Welcome, welcome, yeah, ladies. We're excited to be here. Thank you for having us. How thanks. would you describe your style? Um, that's a good question. I feel like whenever people ask me, I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> updated, traditional, or mm-hmm. modern, eclectic. Um, I think that we're constantly, because we love so many different periods and styles, and somehow when we put them together, they just work and, mm-hmm. and kind of create these timeless spaces that um, that's kind of how we describe it. So there's not like a succinct, right. you know, title for it. Um, yeah, it's not, not like you can wrap it up in a bow. Yeah. I really like a lot of your stuff. I got to say, I was Thank looking you. at a lot of your imagery and, you know, we, we do try to study up before we meet with people. But <laughs> it, what struck me about a lot of the spaces, at least on your side, is they felt that they weren't all ginormous, mm-hmm. right? A lot it's of them, I'm thinking, are in the city. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've, 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 I liked the way that you were approaching a lot of the layouts to the rooms. Mm-hmm. It had to be unusual. Kind of think outside the box about how the layout's going to work in this maybe very, very long, narrow living room mm-hmm. right. or something like that. And then even um, the way you were dealing with light fixtures and things really tight to the ceilings because potentially the ceilings aren't as high and something like yeah. that. Right. Would you would you touch on for a moment maybe some of those challenges that you are solving on a, on a constant basis with weird layouts or small spaces, that kind of sure. thing? Sure. Um, it is New York. We do, I would say, um, at least 75% of our jobs here. And, um, you know, the city being the city, uh, we usually have a the program. Clients come to us, they've got one room, and they say, can we have a space that feels cozy with our um, families, where the kids feel comfortable, but we can also entertain graciously, where maybe we can watch TV and maybe have dinner and maybe um, yes. multi-purpose. <laughs> yeah, <Got it>. exactly. <laughs> like, right, I need a place to work. And I need like, a whole house mm-hmm. in this one room. Basically. Exactly. Basically. <laughs> that so, happens a lot in the city, especially with younger families who are maybe buying their first apartment mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't have that extra flex space to kind of have the right. TV or whatever. So I think we're that's always sort of part of the initial conversations are like, okay, how does this room need to function? And how do we kind of hit all of those marks, but also make it really pretty and comfortable and, Mm -hmm. you know, also durable so that, you know, you You know, that um, a dining table can uh, double as a desk 
you know, everyone has laptops now. Don't right. have to worry mm-hmm. so much about the cords. Maybe a printer is in a closet nearby or yeah. supplies or whatever. You know, the kids can do homework there. Um, maybe there's a gate-like table that is down that's got two lamps and then gets pulled out for an intimate meal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just various tricks that we're confronted with. Uh, with not these enormous floor plans. So um, I think that, yes, like Zan says, a lot of our clients are young first home buyers. And so it's an exciting challenge. Yeah, I think also though, if you're, you know, confronted with a really huge living room, this, you know, sort of breaking it down into more intimate spaces is Mm -hmm. also, you know, it's sort of us getting practiced, you know, sort of fitting everything to a tiny thing, it, it's very applicable to a bigger room where you can have these kind of different zones, which are maybe, you know, yeah. anchored by a rug or lighting element or something like that so that you create these kind of more intimate moments. Right. Don't think mm-hmm. about the walls as making the room. It's right. the way you're exactly. It's the way that you're yeah. using them, the but, way that when you're having cocktails and there's just four or six of you, how you're seated on a sofa with a, you know, an armchair next to you, a stool that you can pull up to finish the group. Um, we're always <laughs> Thinking about a party. party. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happens to your drink when you're sitting in this chair? Like, Neither. what if you have 12 people for dinner? Where is everybody sitting? And right. our clients are like, we don't have people over. <laughs> 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 when you have when we're done with this beautiful apartment, you will want to exactly. Have people over. Yeah. People, exactly. But I think sometimes though, people don't have people over because they're not proud of their space. Yes. Right. And if you are, mm-hmm. then you want to yeah, show it off. Exactly. Yeah. So how are you um, hiding everyone's children's stuff? If you've got a kids with toys and whatnot, what uh, yes, do tell. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, closets, like building out closets. And then also, you know, you we would buy, sometimes you can find antique blanket boxes where, you know, toys can sort of tuck inside. Or if you're doing cabinetry, mm-hmm. there's a mix of closed storage and open storage, you know, so things can kind of tuck away when mm-hmm. you're not when there's not playtime happening or like attractive you know baskets or bins to quickly throw things in but you know ideally we're sort of I don't have kids Tatiana does I'm like everything should be in their room (laughs) I agree but But um, it's not you know that's just not we've got a a small space upstate and I put a huge chest in the front hall and, and it's in the front hall and people may think, oh, well, that's for hats, gloves, whatever, you know, sports equipment. Or, but all the toys are in the drawers of the chest. Like it, it, you don't have to necessarily have a dedicated kid's space or a piece of furniture that feels like it's supposed to have toys in it. It can right. be, oh, right. yes, like a, a beautiful or, you know, interesting piece that as long as it can be closed, it's it's good. Yeah, closed yeah. storage, yeah. I closed, think is key. Exactly. <laughs> well, okay, I, so it's funny, you said um, updated traditional, so maybe my, I, I guess the reason I said contemporary is I felt like there was a sleekness to yes. your spaces. I think so. we're always drawn to modern mm-hmm. and then tempering that with antique rugs or quirky yeah furniture or old English pieces like I think we kind of just love that interplay between different periods and styles so if there's something that's very sleek we're gonna then inject something to kind of balance that and we're also always mixing the materials like okay we have wood in here we have a stone coffee table like 
we need some glass, we need some beautiful pottery. There's kind of this constant conversation about how do you balance all these things so that your eye is moving around and interested and you know varying shapes. Um, the other thing that um, mixing styles and periods lends itself to is that you know not every client is just going to keep everything exactly as you left it. They want to grow with their space over time. They want to add their own personal touches. And if it's such a limited point of view, if it's just you can only have white and beige or, you know, this is your accent color or, you know, not just in terms of color, but or texture or style, mm -hmm. they're afraid to add something or mm -hmm. there's a kind of a lack of personality. So we do yeah. like the clients to make their homes their own. And, um, you know, by having, you know, somebody come to you and say, oh, well, I love um, this needlepoint pillow from my grandmother. Maybe it's got like tassels and fringe all over it. Maybe you redo it and you put a simple back on it and it becomes super chic and it becomes a surprise and it becomes personal. So we do a lot of that um, to get to the final warm and personal style that I think is, you know, seen throughout our portfolio. Yeah, I think yeah. there's, you know, a continuity when we're talking to new clients, potential clients, like there is this sort of arc throughout our work that you can sort of tell it's ours. But because we really do collaborate closely with with each client and each family, there is that sort of, you know, maybe we'll go more traditional, maybe we'll go more minimal or mm -hmm. modern. And um, so and sort of try to get the best version of that. What are your individual spaces look like, like your own homes? <laughs> um, well, I would say that I'm probably <laughs> more modern and clean lined and, but I do, I have a lot of art. Um, mm -hmm. I have like a crazy coffee table that's tile top, that's mid-century. Um, and, but my space is all white and then I have like white chairs and a gray. So it's kind of more about the art and the mm -hmm. accessories. And Tatiana is kind of on the other side <laughs> of the spectrum. We moved way downtown about nine years ago to a building from the 1880s. It's kind of cavernous and um, kind of old world in its you know, with the windows and I, that really kind of speaks to me. I felt so comfortable just walking in there from the minute um, that we found it. And it has evolved um, into our family apartment over time. And, um, you know, and for me, it's always about mood and texture. I've got um, a front hall that has got cork wallpaper with a crystal cool. chandelier and um, a lot of olive green there's a lot of <laughs> dark green yeah. and um terrazzo floor in the dining room mm. a terrazzo <gasps> wet bar with yeah so i'm much more kind of dark a lot of people say um when we're showing them paint colors oh well i don't want to paint this room dark you know i don't want it to be like sad and depressing because i just feel it's dark doesn't mean it has to be sad and depressing like it's the way that you layer things and mm -hmm. you know with the drapery with lamps like sometimes that backdrop um sets things off in this you know yeah. completely different way so mm -hmm. yeah we've got <laughs> a lot of um a lot of texture and a lot of mood i would say and a lot of lamps yeah i <laughs> felt like looking at your images there's not a lot of pattern 
Is that wrong? No, it's not. It's true. We sort I of. Mean, there's tons of of movement. textural pattern, yeah, but not necessarily we, in your textile. Like our favorite place to have pattern is in like an antique rug mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. pillows. Maybe there's some striped drapes. We're sort of we really. I don't think we gravitate towards we new finish. fabric patterns very mm -hmm. often. It's more about like rich kind of earthy colors. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, texture. Sometimes we will consider it a pattern if it's tone on tone, like a striated fabric or right. mm -hmm. um, like a cut, cut velvet, velvet yeah. or mm -hmm. um, a woven that's got like a cut and loop. So it's, you know, got kind of a, a shiny and a matte or, you know. Yeah, like a damask. But we'll be finishing a scheme and there'll be one chair left. Zane and I always have the fight, and she's like, "Well, maybe we should put a pattern. There's no pattern anywhere. <laughs> there is. And then we try, we try, we try. We'll go nope. and we'll yeah. bring the patterns, and then and then we're like, oh, no, then, no, no, it's no, not it's not not it's yeah. I don't know. I think that there's some you know vendors that we love for their patterns. Like we love Claremont. I think we have kind of generally in our own mind anyway, like a more European sensibility. And so the mm -hmm. pattern is coming from like a Fortuny yeah. or like, you know, an old Flemish tapestry or something. Yeah, um, we do love Fortuny. So yeah. It's, or a trim. Yeah. We just did, uh, we looked at a lot of patterns and a lot of florals for a pair of club chairs in uh, the Hamptons and we just couldn't get there. And we did a green <laughs> chair with a jute braided, um, like big bullion, bullion kind of fringe. fringe along the bottom mm. in cream color. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then we put the floral pillow on. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, maybe we have a fear of commitment on the pattern front. I don't know. Y'all are going to die and about who our next guest is. Do you even know? The owner of Quadrille. Tilton Fenwick. Yeah, they're like the yeah. opposite end. I know. <laughs> if we were going to do pattern, like there are some of those great old images like Lee Radswell. Yeah. Um, like then I would want to do the whole room. Right, yeah, like tons. Yes, then yeah, I would want to yeah, yeah. do yeah. one of those over the top. Mm -hmm. Like Moroccan inspired. Right. Yes. Rooms yeah, I mean that would yeah. be a dream, you know, hundreds of yards of fabric just <laughs> draping everything, upholstering everything, but um, you know, down to the lampshades. We did just finish a sunroom in Kansas City yeah. where we did the whole um, the whole all four walls draped in a patterned sheer. Yeah. Ooh. Olive green. Pretty. And yes. Yeah. Olive, green. olive green and navy yeah, and, and white. It was really pretty. Wicker furniture was That's navy. And yeah, it was really pretty. Yeah. But your rooms do have a lot of movement though. Obviously it's not through pattern, but one thing I noticed was the there there are a lot of like sculptural furniture shapes mm -hmm. and especially like curvy, curvilinear <laughs> shapes. And I wanna like that is just so not something I would have originally loved, but in your looking through your portfolio, I was like, okay, like no. I need to get on board with this. This is <laughs> yeah, awesome. I don't know where it came from, but I think that in the way that we decorate for a party, we also like almost every time we see a living room, we're like, oh, we could just throw a curved sofa in the corner there. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh -huh. I think that it always is kind of an interesting way, especially if you have a big living room and you have two different seating groups, instead of kind of really separating them, the curve kind of 
opens up mm-hmm. and so that you can have it kind of intimate where the curve is but it's still talking to maybe where the rectangular mm-hmm. sofa is across uh-huh. the room um we did an apartment in boston where and i think that was actually the first time we, we found this crazy curved sofa in brooklyn and it was in like white crushed velvet and i was like i think this might be it but they do take up a lot of room like they're usually like 10 feet across yeah. so you do need sort of a larger space um, or at least the ones we sort of tend to use. And it actually created a really nice division between the dining area, it was kind of an open loft, and then this kind of big seating group that was bisected by a door that could be closed off mm-hmm. to create like an extra bedroom. So it's sort of when the door was closed, you had this great intimate group that could also seat like 10 people because it's so big and it kind of you know, created a nice division between the dining zone. So it's, I don't know. Right, and I think um, that when we were talking before about mixing materials, we do also like to mix shapes. Right. It kind mm-hmm. of is um, exciting to walk into a room that isn't just a bunch of rectangles. And especially right. when you know you start a project and you're looking at the space. Of course, you've walked through it. Of course, you've got you know maybe you've done a couple of sketches of elevations, but you're looking at a plan for the first few months where you're like okay this is the layout and when you're just moving a bunch of rectangles around it's not that much yeah. fun it doesn't seem that <laughs> dynamic you know right, yeah. um so when you can make it work with a shape mm-hmm. that's unexpected and maybe you know it goes from low to high or just has some movement i think that it does add interest to the room in general mm-hmm. yeah yeah the other oh, thing yeah. I noticed, and tell me again if I'm wrong, is the red. The red. I, I feel the like red room. every room has a little They're, piece of red. You oh. guys have more red than I've seen recently. I feel like we always have turquoise. It's, you yeah. did they have all really kind of neutral, truly. But then there'd be like a red chair or a red something or five red chairs or like a little bit of red all over. And it, not in a way that was like, oh, there's a red room, like you're saying. Yeah. But just, we did yeah. do one red room. Yeah. We That's did very do popular. popular. It's a lack so of red brand. walls and everything. Yes, we, we, done that t- we committed to the red. <laughs> yeah. the um, well, Maya Romanoff, am I allowed to mention? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they have one um, particular pro- product called lacquered walls or something. Weathered, weathered, wa- weathered, weathered walls. walls, and it looks very painterly. It's not evenly applied, so it goes from like mm-hmm. red to like. Amber, yeah, it's very like pretty. It has watermarks or something in it, and so it's I think really that pretty. When we use color, we tend to select colors that are kind of muddier. Like we would never do. We we don't do a lot of primary, really sort of um, bright, intense colors. They're sort of more rich, like an olive or a persimmon. Or if it's red, it's more of like a cranberry burgundy over like a fire engine kind of mm-hmm. color right we did um, just do a fire engine red usm oh, yeah. cabinetry unit mixed with aubergine walls yes. oh, pretty and much like, like a beautiful flower, flower arrangement you know when they're like those deep purple like iris mixed with like red and hot pink that yeah. that yeah. combination that was very pretty when it yeah. was used in this room like aubergine walls the red cabinets and i think some pillows had like yeah. that e-cat orange and pink yeah but then there was a cream colored sofa so that you know, <laughs> it calmed it down a little but yeah. yeah we do we do like um deep rich jewel tones especially for accents yeah. so you don't feel like they confine the space 
I want to talk about me for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Okay, back to me. This is really an elaborate ruse to talk about me. Yeah, Yeah. free advice for me. So I'm renovating my basement. (laughs) Episode 74. About care. So renovating my basement, and I have convinced my husband that I want to paint, because it's, you know, it's not high ceilings. We dug it out. Parts of it are, you know, nine feet. Parts of it are, like, seven and a half feet. Right. Um, But it's just sort of a bar loungy room and a kitchen and a hall Mm -hmm. um, off the pool. Mm -hmm. So I've convinced him that um, it's going to be awesome to paint the whole thing in like a lacquer peacocky blue. Ceiling, walls, trim, the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And is that a mistake? No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. I think that's... I mean, I love lacquer because especially in rooms where you don't have a lot of natural light, it grabs like every bit of natural light and it's reflective and you can be riskier with the color because of that reflectivity. And also it looks amazing in lamplight and when it's kind of more moody. So I feel yeah. like, and coming off of a pool, like yeah. a rich blue, I think is It sounds like, great. I, right, I like that combination in my head of, <laughs> yeah. of um, green grass and blue pool water into a deep, more vibrant um, earth tone, like even though you're talking about peacock, like that it, it's like the kind of the jewel version of what's happening outside. And then, you know, another thing about non uh, well lit spaces and places without natural sunlight people are afraid oh well if I paint it dark it's going to be darker and we say no just embrace it it's never yeah. going to be light painting yeah. it white is not sure like then it's just going to be a white basement right, <laughs> right. you yeah. know but so we're always kind of embrace the dark embrace what you have yeah, yeah. do you feel like I'm missing darkness. olive green Yes. Because as you said, the darker color of the pool, then I'm like, I also need the darker color of the grass. Like, take yeah. all those colors and kind of just saturate them inside. Yeah. <gasps> Did you do that on some other part? Of some it? velvet or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think we have bolstered an entire bedroom in olive green. Well, they called it racing green, I think, yeah. from Claremont or something. Um, velvet, and it was yummy. So chic. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like the most beautiful rest. I'll look into that. I yes. Love that green. was a good mm-hmm. client. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, because we always start big, right? And we usually end up smaller. But this one, we're like, and then we think you should upholster your entire bedroom in this velvet. And she looked at us and she's like, this, this velvet, this green. And we're like, yeah. And she's like, okay. (laughs) We were were prepared to fight. We got to the elevator and I was like, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> yes, that's so. It's always really exciting and rewarding when a client yeah. trusts you and you end up with something like super special like yeah, that. Yeah, it's stunning. We'll send you a picture. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, on website. Website. Oh, it's, it's on your website. It's on your website. Yeah, I have a note in my notes <laughs> yeah. to ask you about the the upholstered room. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is yeah. so yummy. It you is. Know, it's, it's pretty. Really... It's pretty delicious. What goes into upholstering a room? A lot, like a lot of yards of fabric. Um, yeah, with the like eight million <laughs> yards of fabric, and a they lot like of yards of fabric. Put up all the batting, and then they and they. It's almost it. like when they do wall-to-wall carpet, they put it into um, panels as wide as the fabric, so it is like tacked and wrapped. It's, almost, it's like oh, okay. literally. So they're just like panels, yeah. carpeting a wall. Yeah. Yes, because there's and there's batting yeah. behind it and everything. Um, you can also not velvet, but like maybe a printed linen 
or a cotton or something you can send out to be paper-backed or acrylic-backed, and the wallpaper hanger can, can hang it. Hang and that's it. sort of like a, a less expensive version. But it doesn't have the um, the depth. Like when yeah. you feel an upholstered room, uh-huh. you can... Yeah. When you walk in there, it's just like... You can d- hear you know, the like quiet. Well, I'm sure yes. it's yeah. quiet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. different. Great in a bedroom in New York, right? But yeah. paper-backing fabric is also very luxurious and beautiful yeah. because, you know, and then it's also a surprise you haven't seen that same wallpaper everywhere and it's cool it's good. so then okay cool what idea. is this this girl sounds fabulous yes. what does her closet look like because Ooh, green velvet you lady. have to have an amazing closet if your bedroom is upholstered well we upholstered our closet doors yes the doors are also upholstered like the yeah. one wall elevation is all upholstered i don't know i mean she was she had nice clothes <laughs> <laughs> we, had to, we did um beautiful california closets inside with like custom hardware and mm-hmm. you know she had it's New York. She didn't have and... a whole separate walk-in closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't it. afford a fancy closet because of we, all exactly. the velvet that she got. <laughs> no, I feel like California closet and that's even just, a small yeah. closet is yeah. most efficient. They have this really beautiful linen-wrapped surface that's, like, very chic. See? So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was, closet space is very challenging. And they didn't have, you know, some people will take, like, a whole extra bedroom and make it into their dressing room, but they did not have that. You don't have an extra bedroom ability. in your... I was just pitching that yeah. to my husband last week. I'm like, when Jacob leaves for college, yeah, we got three extra like bedrooms. You have easier, a big closet. Yeah. Do you yes. both yes. have separate favorite rooms y'all have done? Oh. Um, and you don't probably. have to. No. I mean, that one was pretty spectacular. I also really did like the red library that we did with that paper. Yes. That was very pretty. Hands, but um, what is the favorite room that we've ever decorated? I don't know. You know you do. Like, we've been doing this so long. Yeah, how many years? 2002? Did I make that number? 2003, yeah. 2003, okay. We were sort of moonlighting. She was still working for another designer, and I worked for a jewelry company. And so, like, we had friends that were moving into a rental who wanted some help. And I think also you had already done stuff for my brother and his mm-hmm. girlfriend so we were like we sort of were trying it out and then we formed our LLC at the end of 2003 and like six months later like quit our jobs and just went for it wow that's awesome so, yeah it's gutsy kind of crazy. it really is but I think you know we were just kind of young enough to mm-hmm. not overthink it I think if I tried to, thought about it now I'd be like oh no I'm way too nervous and, <laughs> you know would never take the leap so I think we were just young enough to to do it what do you think the upside of having a partner is, you know, someone to work with? I think I cannot imagine doing it alone. I think that we, I don't know, there's always those times where you're like, is this amazing or is it atrocious? You know, like that sort <laughs> yeah. of fine line of design where, you, you know, it's just so nice to bounce ideas off of each other or if you're mm-hmm. having challenges with clients or with vendors and you can kind of be like can you make that call and be mean so that yeah. I, have to, like. I have to see them tomorrow and they'll be mad at me but yeah. also we do come from two different um perspectives or like histories where zan's family had an amazing collection of you know you know pace 70s furniture um great art just kind of a very funky modern eye but not mm. not so sleek and minimal but just you know those great classics and I grew up in a very old um like a Tudor house with um my mother's an antique textiles dealer and so I think that's where my love of those things comes from um so 
and then we were in and out of each other's houses right. our whole lives. So I think that sort of informed this aesthetic. But we each we kind of come from different different places. So there's that interplay, which and I think clients also like having both of us. They're like, well, what do you think, Zen? And what do you think, Tatiana? Yeah. And so that's also mm-hmm. kind of yeah. an interesting um, dynamic. Right. I, know, I think that the spaces are always better. Like when we sometimes have, you know, when we're really busy, one of us will kind of spearhead a job and the other, and there's always collaboration in the office, but I think that, um, you know, it's, you can, I can sort of see where I was maybe so more solo on one and Tatiana was, and I always think that the, the mix is, is just a better result in the end. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I remember we had Gil Schaefer on and he was talking about collaboration and how, yeah important it is to him because he's like yeah. it just is so much better when you yeah. have more great minds yeah, it is. yeah and, and that- you kind of push each other like i would never have you know been like hello client like you're gonna buy 400 yards of green velvet and put it on your walls <laughs> like i would have been too nervous to do that probably and she i was push like, no, a lot this is it. yeah um one, one client i think it was the green one she said if i say no two times and you come back a third to make sure that I said no, then I usually say yes, because I know that's really what you think is going to be the best for the space. But Zan might take no for the answer the first time. She'd be like, oh, but she said no. I'm like, oh, but she didn't really mean it. (laughs) You know, let's bring it back uh, one more time. Because I'm like, oh, but there's so many beautiful things. I mean, we're so lucky. There's so many incredible fabrics and rugs and antiques and, you know, different furniture. It's like, I feel like we can make a space beautiful and if they say no the first time then i'm like oh we'll find something else and tatiana i think is much more has well there's certain things Mm -hmm. that i just see and want to make happen Mm -hmm. but you have that vision and you don't want to (laughs) dilute it right right Mm -hmm. you know i mean like zan said sure if they want to swap out you know peacock blue Mm -hmm. for you know a, a deep green fine it's a it's the same family but if all of a sudden if they don't want to go like with that mood with a and they want to do something totally different then we have to have a whole different conversation i'm i'm flexible to a point (laughs) (laughs) sure as we all yes yeah Yeah. i do try to be flexible because it is their home but then you also have to remember that we consider ourselves artists and they hired us because they wanted our professional opinion. Right, right. So we get into that dialogue a lot where you don't want to say, oh, you should do it, you know, you don't want to get like that, but you do also have to sometimes stay stay your ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. You're like, this is I'm why the I'm here. Yeah. Yes. You hired me. Yes. Trust. So you don't want to yeah. have to get to that point, but sometimes it does. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so when you're working on your own homes, do you consult each other? Do you yes. <laughs> I just bought an apartment and Tatiana just did hers a couple of years ago and it's kind of this constant like is this right? And I'm trying to pick bathroom materials right now and mm. She's like, no, you cannot have that tile. <laughs> go for the slab. You're being ridiculous. Like, what's the delta? You're going to want the full slab. You're not going to want another material. And, you know, so it's nice to kind of have somebody. Because I actually think it's much harder to do your own. Oh, yes. Oh, my yes. So hard. You yeah. know, with clients, there's, you know, there's so many other factors. And, and you can sort of 
exercise all of your fun fantasies and you know don't necessarily have to live with it i mean not that i wouldn't live in our spaces but i think when it's your place and you're there you can't think objectively yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just different I yeah don't know. and there's also sort of i feel a pressure to like make it really good too right because we do entertain <laughs> yeah. a lot we have a lot of people over yeah. and um the you know the other thing about us as you know i think we're considered young and i do have a family and so um we you know we've made the best we can in new york and we have a, a great space but you know my mom was like well you can use this rug and i say great like let me i mean i i'm lucky that she has beautiful things but for us we're much more not anything goes but we're much more uh, risky well we're able to make things work like i know that if i change the lampshade or if i put it onto um you know an interesting console zan found me this amazing console like the best piece in my apartment <laughs> zan was like i found your console <laughs> so um Right. We're in a place in our lives where everything doesn't have to be perfect. And because we do have uh, individual sense of style and um, conviction, you know, like I am proud and I, I know that how I'm making it, it, it may not be perfect. Mm -hmm. A lot of clients when they're, you know, paying for things and they're doing it for the first time, they hope it's the last and they want it just right. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, well, that lamp from the flea market will be just great. Yeah. I say that for myself, so they don't want it because it's not quite the right color, but so I think we're a little bit more uh, free, which may end up in a in a more um, natural, yeah. I, I can. It's a confident yeah. almost. It's you know? confidence. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yes. you're not so worried about it being perfect because no. you know if you love it, it's going to work. Exactly. Yeah. Like you said, so, if your mom has a great rug, you're going to find a space because yeah. it's going to work because you love it and it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 I may not have been the one that I chose, but I also didn't have to pay for it. And it also <laughs> is, um, you know, it and it it has personal meaning to me. And yeah. you know, so that's my living room rug was my parents' bedroom rug mm -hmm. in Connecticut for like thirty years, and it's gorgeous. And she's like, but it's got holes in it. So I spent the money to restore it, but um, you know, it. I mean, it's it's very beautiful. All right, so we'll we'll start the dilemma, and yeah. you can follow in. So it's from <laughs> Jessica, and she says, We just moved into our home, which was built in 1933. The living room has two doorways, two walls with windows, and a large fireplace. The room is not symmetrical due to the doorways, so I've struggled to know how to best place our furniture, TV, and everything else. This room is an entertaining space, casual TV watching space, as well as traffic flow area through to the eating area. We have already painted the walls, Benjamin Moore, classic gray, and I purchased a new rug, not the one that's in the picture, and a Ballard Designs garden stool for the room. I know that we need more seating. The room measures 15 by 20. The rug we have is a eight by 12, and a Tanish Robbins, a Persian style wool rug. We do, not, we do not want to put our TV over the fireplace since it would sit high up and then it would be in the center of the room, which we don't like. I think it needs to stay more or less where we have it due to the outlets. The entryways open into this room and you essentially walk straight into the TV console. The far wall with one single window has a ton of space on either side. <laughs> I was thinking two Etagere style bookshelves. What do you think? 
Um, and then the last part is I need help figuring out what to do with the space in terms of layout the and ideas for seating, lighting, and if bookshelves are the best idea. The pictures attached show the weird symmetry with archway into the dining room not being centered. If I place the couch centered beneath the three windows, it's not centered with the TV console. Same issue with the rug placement. <clears throat> I hope <throat> this all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a tough room. I mean... But and I think that uh, when we were looking at it, it's also hard because I feel like we're missing like one view, one wall. Like, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. quite tell how much space there is beyond the dining arch and the end of the room. Like, is there enough space where you could really do a whole second seating group there? I agree, definitely not a TV over the fireplace. Mm-mm. And I think probably the TV where it is is fine, but I would do like a skinnier console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, longer we said. Like longer and maybe offset it so that there's a lamp kind of closer to the entry and then the TV is on the mm-hmm. other side of that. And just embrace the fact that it's not gonna be we, centered yeah, on we the did. sofa. Like you, yeah. okay. you know, no room is perfect and you're always gonna have these quirks. And so you can sort of fudge it by you know, making a long skinny console or a cabinet depends on. Yeah. Now you don't really need so many things like cable boxes and right. DVDs. Like you kind of it's all wireless plug yeah. and play. So, um, and then I also my thought was that you should spend the money and have an electrician come and put hang it on the, the TV bracket. and hide the wall the wires yeah. so that yeah. when you're walking into the room you're not seeing a big mess. Right, so we thought that the mess, even the side of the TV, could be disguised by a lamp. So that if you came in from the front hall, there would be a longer piece of furniture here with a lamp on the end closer, Mm -hmm. and then the TV um, you know, to the left of that. So it was closer to the sofa area. Don't even worry about the centering. And when that from the front hall, you're seeing a beautiful lamp with a lampshade instead of this, you know, little piece of furniture with a TV on it. Yeah, right. And TVs um, are so flat now that when you hang them, you can sometimes they can recess the outlet so that you really just see a sort of a thin edge when you're yeah. walking in from the side. So yeah, yeah. sometimes paying for the electrician to do things like that is more worthwhile than like you know buying some expensive piece for underneath it or you know just like those little things they're you know yeah, and it doesn't have to be a media piece, like you were right. saying. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, we don't really ever piece buy of furniture. a media cabinet. Right. And, or the other thing we said was maybe do you find sort of a hutch or a tall cabinet with doors if you really didn't want to see the TV all the time, depending. Yeah. You know, the the console tab on the Ballard <laughs> website had a lot. Because I was surprised. I thought I was going to see a lot of open, you know, just kind of shelf you know, open consoles, but you guys had a lot of um, three-part closed storage long. Mm-hmm. I think some of them were even modular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, were, there were a lot of good choices. Um, wait, so we had a, we actually spent a lot of time on this. Like, I love it. it. Oh, so wonderful. we thought, get another garden stool and yeah. put it across from the coffee table. Like, have them almost like stools or have them floating around the room as extra seating. Okay. And then um, I think that it was on um, possibly one of your other podcasts we were listening that I did not like the idea of the etage because mm-hmm. unless it is 
Um, unless you've got some great collection, it's just kind of a place that's going to accumulate stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it was like going to be like three things. If you count the window as a rectangle, just like these three things on a wall, you know, you could put, you know, a desk perpendicular coming out from one wall with a painting and a lamp or something. We always decorate also in vignettes, Mm -hmm. right? Like. Right, these little Each, moments. These moments have right. to be complete. Um, that would be pretty. Yeah, the desk like coming a, out right there. And yeah, also very yeah. practical. Out from window. I also thought you could give that window some more importance by adding drapery, like setting it sort of high above the wall and have mm-hmm. drapery panels coming down on either side. And you could kind of make it feel a little bit more important and bigger. And then, you know, hang artwork on either side. Um, and again, the, I wasn't sure, like, could you get a whole other sort of seating? Do you have or a pair two of club chairs. chairs with an ottoman as like a cozy mm-hmm. spot to a hang out? A 15 by 20, you know, foot room is not a small room. And yeah. right now they've just got one one chair and one sofa. There yeah, could be a lot there more, could be seating. more seating. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that little chair by the fireplace, it should either be anchored closer to the fireplace kind of on its own or maybe even in one of the doorways these are big openings so it's okay if there's you know a small chair or something with its back to opening um we always say like you know some of the really great decorators um unfortunately the now past mario mario boada if you look at his floor plans if you see his rooms there is so much there's so much furniture in there 50 chairs and like (laughs) little ottomans little chairs just like Like, these little cozy moments everywhere mm -hmm. and so I thought maybe like a high back chair, like a wing chair oh, by right. the fireplace in that corner would be kind of nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. we nice talked about some, some change of yeah. level. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, everything's that, kind of right. You could also add sort of decorative drapery panels behind the triple window um, mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of these. Like you know, she has three sort of smaller mm-hmm. pieces. Maybe you look for a bigger painting to hang or a mirror yeah. over the fireplace to kind of emphasize the ceiling height a little mm-hmm. bit and move those that triple. Um, those three prints like to a different a different wall maybe vertically next to the fireplace or something yeah yeah this would be great vertically to the right of the fireplace right yeah I like that and sometimes with awkward spaces if they're you know we'll do like we'll cover most of the floor with like a sisal and then Mm -hmm. layer an area rug on top because the eight by 12 might feel a little small like it'll be good for that sofa seating group but it might make the rest of the room feel a little bit naked so right we usually do try to do the biggest rug possible in the rooms unless you know clients got you know just spent a fortune on the floors and that's the highlight of the room Mm -hmm. um we do try to unify the space and if you know, a lot of times when it's a small rug, furniture's half on, half off. Right. It somehow feels a little bit messy. But if you've got one layer down, it feels like, yeah. you know, it, we do it with seagrass. Like you can do it with the most inexpensive yeah. material, but it just makes it feel bigger yeah. immediately. And seagrass, you can have made in any size. Exactly. Yeah, right. they'll come and cut it layer to a rug on yeah. top of it, like in the seating zone. But then other furniture can kind of get pulled in and out when you're having parties and it and it feels, you know, purposeful and not right. like, oh, it's, as Tatiana was saying, half on the rug, half off the rug. Do you feel uh, like if she does the, the desk idea over by the window, which mm-hmm. I love, um, would she have another rug over there? She If she didn't want to get the bigger rug and then 
do the one that she said she just bought on top of it yes like it sounded like the rug that she got was maybe something that there may be a second one of maybe in that space you do a similar or you do something totally different hers sounded pretty neutral maybe she even could move this and make it horizontal i don't know how big that is but something giving a whole other um feeling at the end of the room Mm -hmm. yeah we sometimes also will do like you know it depends on the client and their their feelings on it but like a pony skin kind of or cowhide oh, uh-huh. like in, they make you know you can get them in like cream color or tan like not a cow print right, yeah. just like a neutral <laughs> that's sort of free form and will you could you know sort of have that yeah in that I like that idea and uh, you know if you do look at our portfolio lamps so many lamps make a room just more intimate um more interesting more livable like it just feels cozy so right. i feel like she needs additional light sources right yeah. Agreed. i think yeah. also like if you don't have art like you could also do like plug-in sconces with pretty mm. cords hanging down on either side of the windows again mm. as like another kind of light source yeah oh i like that idea mm-hmm. she does need some stuff on her walls yeah she needs some that art makes, or mirrors or something makes a huge difference I it's a very that, pretty room and a yeah. very pretty house really nice that arches color. that's mm. a great the nice yeah. thing about sconces is it kind of is a piece of art and a light exactly, exactly. and she's already she mounting her tv so right. i yeah. mean she's yeah. gonna be, be there small <laughs> space i because i i have um sconces in my teeny tiny little house and it's nice because it doesn't take up floor space right. or yes. ca- yeah. you know so you don't need yeah. exactly exactly yeah, so. very practical yes That's indeed great. jessica jessica go for it. Treatment. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much yes, you're welcome is that it yeah that was yeah it was wasn't as nerve-wracking once we got into it. Well, you guys are very um, calming. And fun. <laughs> fun We've been to chat with. It's just been working on yeah. <laughs> our radio voices. Yeah, yeah. I like it. We said we were never going to listen to this because we both hate our voices. Oh, yeah. no, but everyone, I, I mean. love yeah. your voices. Wait, everyone thinks yeah. that about oh, themselves. Right? Yeah, you I know? think it's just because so. you're not used to hearing it from a... Yeah. Or, you, or you'll think like, why did I say that that way? Yes. Have... Yeah, don't listen. No yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's done with now. Yeah, it's done with now. Would y'all like to tell everyone where they can find you? Uh, yes, we have a website, pappasmyron.com. And then our Instagram is at pappasmyrondesign. And we also have a Pinterest at pappasmyrondesign. Um, I think that's and a Facebook page, Papas Myron. <laughs> there you go. You know, we're all over. Covering the bases, exactly. Excellent. Yeah, so. okay. And it is beautiful work, you guys. Check yes, it out. Thank Thank you. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone check it out for sure. Both show. All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. We would love to read it, and of course, subscribe to the show so it downloads straight to your phone. The show notes for each episode are at howtodecorate.com/podcast. And follow us on social media. And very exciting news, the How to Decorate podcast is now a skill on your Alexa. That's right. So you can just ask Alexa to play the How to Decorate podcast after you go and enable it under the skills on Amazon.com. Yes. Super easy. Super easy. Tell Alexa to play the How to Decorate podcast and your life will be so much happier. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Happy Happy decorating. decorating.